beaches of South Florida. Is that you? Hello. Oh my gosh. How in the heck are you? You look amazing today. It is so good to see you again. Come on in. Have a seat. Follow us or subscribe or whatever it is your medium requires and stay a while. We'd love to have you as part of our family. Say, while you're here, can I get you something to think today? There are times when the only way to get from A to C is by way of B, Jeff Holland once said. I'm so glad that I was fired from my job. I'm so glad that I got lost. No. Not normally common phrases, especially in the heat of the moment, yet definitely ones that we declare with a sigh of relief in retrospect of a decision or moment when winning or keeping something would not have been the best thing for us. And I believe that keeping our cool in those moments when we think the whole universe is conspiring against us is vital for keeping our heads, sometimes literally, and feeling our oats throughout and above any scenario that just seems like we are in an Indiana Jones storyline where the ceiling is lowering and the walls are creeping in and the spikes are coming out and the poisonous snakes of life are slithering toward us and then our hat falls off, as it always does. You might be thinking, are you out of your gourd, Travis? The gift of losing? That seems pretty masochistic. (laughs) To, To which I respond, yes, I am out of my gourd. Haven't been in that old gourd for quite a few years. And yes, yes, it does seem masochistic. But before you go off and wallop me right in the kisser, let me share with you a little adapted fable that I like to call Keep Your Mouth Shut, the Idaho Woodpecker Story. On a warm fall day in northern Idaho, an old woodpecker named Patrick decided he was going to win her over and be the first bird in the springtime to get the worms and the grubs and everything else that classifies as slimy as satisfying. Be the first, he would. Well, he decided to just hide out while his friends migrated south for the winter. Psst. Are they gone? <laughs> I got them all outsmarted. Gone! Darn it, it's a good life up here in Idaho. Well, everything seemed just fine until about the end of October and into November. That's when the summer rains turned into ice storms and then snow flurries. And the scanty shelter he had devised just wasn't cutting the mustard. Cutting the mustard? No need to talk condiments at this point. I'm fixing to be the main course if I don't get the Sam Hill out of here. The fact is, they'll need to thaw me out just to eat me because I'm freezing my tail feathers off right now. So old Patrick, he packed up his stuff and headed south. A wee bit late, but south he did fly. Well, regrettably, he didn't get very far south before he hit a wet and chilly snow squall. That early winter storm froze his wings up solid. With that, his ability to navigate just came unplugged. So he began to spiral out of the cold sky and down to the earth. And there he lay, in a farmer's field in southern Idaho. Embarrassed and bruised, snow flurries falling around him, frozen now frustrated. Well on his way to Hopelessburg. Oh, I've been an absolute fool. I'm going to die here in southern Idaho. Woe is me and my foolish ideas. I've made a monumental mistake, and now I'm the laughing stock of the flock. Oh, my friends are all going to make fun of me, telling jokes at my expense and posting stories about my misadventures on their Twitter accounts. And as that little bird lay there in the field bemoaning his fate and crying around a little here and there, the old farmer's milk cow, 
wander by, trying to get the last of the grass clippings off the hayfield before the snow fell. As that old cow moseyed and shuffled here and there, she just felt a desire within her to unload some of her problems. In the West, they call them unloading the problems by a different name. Fertilizer. Or to the intellect out there. <laughs> Bovine feces. And when that old girl unloaded them problems, they fell smack dab onto that freezing woodpecker. Well, sunny beaches of South Florida! What are you trying to do to me? Drown me in your problems? You old bag of bones, you! Oh, don't mind me! I'm just dying here in the field! You come along and dump a sack of biscuits and gravy on top of me! Well, what in the pleasure you gotta save yourself? That old cow just looked back at him and simply said, You're welcome. I'm welcome? Welcome for what? Has somebody been doing an excessive amount of cow tipping you lately? <laughs> nope. I was just applying a field test. A field what? A simple field test. Just a couple of questions will tell me all I need to know. Can you smell it? Smell it? Of course I can smell it. It's up my beak holes. I, I can't help but smell it. It's methane madness. Good, good, good. That's real good. And can you taste it? Taste it? I have no desire to taste it. <laughs> oh, criminy. I got some in my mouth. Yes, yes, I can taste it. It ain't no pistachio pudding if that's what you're asking. Well, you can taste it. And you can smell it. Hmm. Sounds like a good diagnosis for a little bird. You ain't got the COVID. <laughs> and with that, the old cow just moseyed off, nibbling grass here and there and swinging them udders like she was trying to homogenize her own milk. But that little bird didn't think that was funny at all. So he gave her a what for she was walking away in her milk cow swanky shuffle. You just did that to me. COVID test my gizzard. After all that I've been through, I'm busted up from falling out of the sky and freezing my gimlets off here in southern Idaho. And now I'm covering this sh sh stuff. <laughs> I'm freezing here. <laughs> well, it was freezing. Hey, hold on there for a second. It, it's kind of warm amidst its stinginess. It doesn't taste worth the crap, but at least I'm not freezing anymore. Maybe this isn't such a bad situation after all. I mean, I'm green now, and it ain't easy being this shade of green. So after Patrick Woodpecker gathered up his batitude, he actually started to do a little singing and chatting as a woodpecker would do when he's feeling his oat. Unfortunately, those dag-blasting unfortunately's, they just keep piling up. Uh. Well, you see, the old barn cat was also out in that field looking for the last of the mice and the gophers and the voles and just about anything that was moving to fill his tummy. And when he heard that tweeting and chirping coming out of that pile of sh that, the, that pile of stuff that comes out of the south end of a northbound cow, well, he pawed around in it and there and found the bird. And he ate him! I mean, it wasn't a terrible meal. Not the best or the worst he'd ever had, albeit it tasted a little poopy. But it wasn't too awful. A little richer in fiber than he bargained for, but food's food when you're in South Idaho in late fall. I'll bet you're wondering, what does this have to do with anything? Why'd that bird 
don't have to get eaten. What kind of a story is this? Where'd my happy ending go? Well, let me tell you three little secret somethings that's much better than those warm, fuzzy things. A, not everybody that craps on you in this life is your enemy. And two, not everybody that pulls you from the crap is your friend. And last of all, if you feel like you've been crapped on, you just better keep your mouth shut. You smell what I'm stepping in? You picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> Holy cud. Take it easy, old girl. Now, was that a bit dramatized? Yeah, for good reason. Let me recount a story to you that a friend of mine told me recently about her son and the gift of losing that he received. My son worked for an electrical company that was owned by a man we have been very close to as a family, somewhat related. This man has been like a father figure to my sons. My son had been working for this company for a number of years, but was not happy. He was complaining about various aspects of the company about his fellow workers, and about not progressing in the company and so forth. This had been going on for quite a while until one day he was called into the office and told that they were letting him go. To everyone's surprise, there was plenty of commotion in the company over this. This was like one of the boss's sons, and if they would let him go, what hope did some of the other guys have? Were they going to start firing others? Many were upset. Some were just mad, encouraging him to never come back. Go find something bigger to prove they did him wrong. His oldest brother, also working for the same company, went to visit the owner, a close friend of him too. He went in searching for answers, not to accuse or criticize, and the owner told him he did it out of love. Though they could not see that right now, he said his brother was in a rut. He was going nowhere in his life. He knew it would be painful, but he wanted to give him the push he needed to go forward. Months passed, and the boy was at a rock-bottom place in his life, jumping from small job to small job, He was barely scraping by financially, getting in more debt by borrowing, ruining his credit by not being able to pay his bills, too proud to ask for much help from his family. Finally, over a year later, and with some solid determination, he found another electrical job and another company that hired him. Starting him at a low wage, but it was a job. He started that job with a different attitude. And right off, he did great there, earning trust and respect, He started studying hard for his journeyman license. He took the test, and he passed, immediately earning him a $12 raise at his work. At this point, opportunities started opening up. His current boss offered for him to become a foreman, an additional raise, a company truck, and other benefits if he would stay there. His former employer and friend offered him his job back, meeting his current boss's offer. Another friend gave him a third offer at a different job with comparable benefits. Boy, it was a difficult decision. After much thought and discussing it with friends and family, he made the choice to go back to his original employer, the one who had originally and lovingly let him go. He returned to finish his last year of electrical schooling and go on for his master's license. His outlook on life, people, work, and finances had drastically changed. He had learned this well-earned lesson in life and was on to the next. A family friend, Jeff Holland, told the story of wrong roads and some of the meaningful reasons for getting lost. Upon returning from a daycation with his son, 
On the vast Arizona Strip, they approached a fork in the road that they did not recognize. Jeff told his son to ask God which path they should take, and it was unanimous that they should take the road to the right. Upon traveling for a few hundred yards, that road came to an absolute dead end. The road just stopped. How would you react in that moment? Would you have some kind of failing faith with God? He had just given them directions to a dead end. How could you ever trust a God that would give you answers like that? What in the heaven is going on with the dead-end roads that we are occasionally being led down? Well, they turned around, made it back to the intersection, and headed down the other road. They headed down that other road with as much certainty as they had had that the right road was a dead end and a route to nowhere. They were now absolutely reassured that the left road was the correct way home. Deducting wrong roads is a gift of losing our way that can give us an absolute on our journey. A link to his full story will be included in the show notes. A few years ago, while I was trying to find the correct road for me in my journey, I ended up in an abundantly lopsided, toxic, and brief relationship that turned into an engagement. And I've said, that thankfully ended abruptly and traumatically. The dead end to that road came on a Saturday morning while I was at work, and 48 hours later, in an unrelated moment, I was fired from my job. I felt physically unable to breathe, and emotionally like I was being bludgeoned with the gift of losing everything. The magnitude of those moments so closely together just left me speechless. And honestly, knowing that it had to mean something transformational, it wasn't a coincidence, and I knew that. And while I am still waiting for the full reveal of the meanings of those dead-end roads, I am making my way back to the intersection and looking forward to the next leg of the journey. Thank you, Leslie, for firing me, for setting me free, for forcing me to turn around and find a better road for my journey. And what about death? Has the untimely, tragic, or expected death of a loved one felt like a dead-end road for you? No pun intended. I will talk a little more about why I show honor to death and its meanings and why I love funerals in this week's Sunday message. So there are three takeaways from this episode. One, keep your mouth shut is often better than being the squeaky wheel. And two, wrong roads and dead ends are often the right answers and life's new beginnings. And three, the tragic moments might compound to a level where you can't deny that someone is turning your ship. And in the final analysis, it's not our wins, but rather our losses that we learn from the most. So if you want to learn the most, be prepared to lose and lose like a champion. And as the old saying goes, if you fail, fail forward. Well, Dad blasted, I sure enjoyed the visit today. If you gained something from it, be kind enough to follow us and leave a review. And do it right now. If you would, it'd sure be appreciated. Your comments have been so considerate and honestly left me blushing. And good night, those reviews make a big difference in the program's visibility. On the Apple platforms, you select the Go to Show option. And then click the circle plus sign at the top right to follow. Then scroll down below the episodes to leave some stars and a review. Them algorithms need all the help they can get so as I could disrupt more good folks like you. So I tell you what, if you got a friend or three that you just don't like very much, well, share this podcast with them and let us bug them for a while. And if you have comments or suggestions for future discussions, well, don't just keep them to yourself. We, we'd love to hear from you. You could DM us on our Instagrams at FYO.podcast. And thank you.
Are you still there? Remember to download the Family Tree app and see how you are related to the people from today's episode. All those links will be included in the show notes. Sometimes it's important to look a gift horse in the mouth. Your gift is your ancestry. Your superpower is their family history stories that make you. Not a one of us crawled out from under a rock, regardless of what you've been told. You have 4,094 grandparents, over 12 generations, with thousands of love stories, battles, difficulties, sadness, happiness, and expressions of hope for the future that allows you to be here today. We are the culmination of so many things we did not choose. It was designed that way. So be gentle with yourself and others. Take the time to learn yourself through your family history stories. There are innumerable tributaries flowing into the life experience that deceptively seems to be your own, but it's not. So think about that as you row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Russell M. Nelson stated, When our hearts turn to our ancestors, something changes inside us. We feel part of something greater than ourselves. <laughs> I concur. Thank you for joining me on another unbelievably true adventure. Find your family history superpower and activate it. Until the next time, bye. <laughs>